Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. The Adventures of Tintin by Hergé, dramatized by Simon Eastwood. One, the seven crystal balls. To the editor, from Tintin, famous boy reporter. Subject, the Incas of Peru. The news of the day was the triumphant return of the Sanders-Hardeman expedition from Peru and their discovery of several Inca tombs deep into little-known territory. For my part, visiting the well-known territory of Marlins Pack Hall was in order to see how my good friends Captain Haddock and Professor Calculus were adapting to their life of luxury. <coughs> Accompanied, as always, by my faithful terrier, Snowy. Captain? Upon my word, it's Tintin. Delighted to see you, my dear chap. Uh, hello, Captain. Uh, Delighted to see you too, my dear chap. Uh, nice suit. Oh, golly. <laughs> Thank you. And what fair wind blows you into my protocol? Huh? I just dropped in to say hello to you and Professor Calculus. May I take your coat, Mr Tintin? Oh, thank you, Nesta. Sir, your yellow and green chequered suit has been pressed ready for your afternoon walk. Yes, <coughs> thank you, Nesta. Ah, here comes Calculus now. The old goat with his pendulum. Ah, Tintin, what a great down, Snowy. Ah, what a delightful surprise, Tintin. How did you get here? Oh, he's the same as ever. Hello, Professor Calculus. By bus. Oh, the train would have been much quicker. You see what I mean? You're staying with us for some time, I hope. I'm afraid not. I have to go home this evening. Excellent, excellent. What good news. Talking of news, I've just been reading about the Sanders-Hardiman expedition. Yes, they've been very successful. Indeed, dreadful. When you remember all those Egyptologists dying in mysterious circumstances after they'd opened the tomb of the pharaoh. The same will happen to those busybodies violating the burial chamber of the Incas. Perhaps you're right. Certainly not. I've had nothing to drink all day. I see. Well, I'll see you later. I must get on with my work. No, never mind. Well, if that's a genius, I'm glad I'm a dog. The dear fellow and his dowsing. He's convinced that his pendulum will uncover a Saxon burial ground in the neighbourhood. That means lots of marinated bones. Now, Tintin, down to business. How would you like a truly amazing drink? Yes. Then, come with me to the Hippodrome Theatre tonight. But I thought you said we were... Hold your horses, lad. Come with me tonight. All will be revealed. And it's Tripoli from Regdalum the Fakir. There will now be a short intermission before the next of our exuberant and ex-continental time. Oh, golly, this is mouth-watering stuff, eh? No sign of a drink, though. Bruno, the master magician's on next, isn't he? I can feel it in my bones. Well, your bones must be playing up, Captain. There are still several other turns before he comes on. Look, it says so in the programme. The string barnacles, they do it on purpose, teasing me. Why can't they put him on first? Come on, Captain, reveal all the suspense. is killing me. Who is he? I've been studying his act for a solid fortnight. Thundering Typhoon John Schaefer, the man can... Can what? Turn water <laughs> into whiskey. Great snakes. I knew you'd be impressed. No, no, look. General Alcazar, here in the programme. The photograph. There's no mistaking him. Oh, you remember, he used to be president of the Republic of San Theodorus until General Tapioca seized power during the revolution. Ramon Sarate, world-renowned knife thrower. 
So, he's changed his name and his profession. Ah, but can he magic up a drink? No, but... Here he comes now. I can sense it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? This is a public announcement. If there is a Mrs. Clarkson in the house, wife of Mr. Peter Clarkson, would she please return to home immediately? I wonder what that's all about. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And now for your further edification, the voice that launched a thousand ships, the Milanese Nightingale, Bianca Castafiore. Mr. Barnacles, her. I knew that foghorn was coming to town, I'd have left the country. Now, quick, there's still time to escape. The voice that sank a thousand ships more like. She seems to follow us around the world. Past compare these jewels bright to wear. Oh, the joy. Past compare these jewels bright to wear. Powerful stuff, eh? You said it. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't help myself, bro. I <laughs> wonder why here. It reminds me of a hurricane that hit my ship when I was sailing in the West Indies some years ago. Shh, Snowy! Will you shut that dog up? That is no way to talk about a lady, sir. Captain, I suggest we abandon her. Snow is having one of his turns. Besides, I'd like to go and say hello to General Alcazar in his dressing room. Mystery Barnacles, I'm going to report you to the lady, sir, happens to be an old friend of mine. You got to get General Alcazar. Caramba! <laughs> Tintin! My old friend. Ay, Dios de mi vida! How happy I am to see you again. Talk about over the top. And me, you, General. And this person here is what? Uh, I'm a. Uh... You remember my friend, Captain Haddock? Los amigos de nuestros amigos. I am happy, Senor Colonel. So happy. <laughs> I do not recognize you in your red and purple suit. Blistering Barnacles, what is it with my suits? Uh, it's very. Uh... Ah, Chiquito. I come back. Uh, no, 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 no. Come in. Come in. <laughs> My friends, this is Chiquito, my uh, my partner on stage. How do you do? What is it to you? Descuida, no es la policía. Ah, bueno. <laughs> Chiquito es Peruvian, you understand? Ever since police come to look at our passports, our papers, you find police everywhere. Oh, yes, uh, I quite understand. Do you? <laughs> Por favor, we celebrate this happy meeting. You take with me a glass of aqua diente. Water? On the contrary, Captain. Alcohol and awfully strong. Oh, what are we waiting for? Fill up my dog bowl. <laughs> strong? Oh, I'm used to it, my dear fellow. <laughs> <laughs> You're good health. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, here's to you, General. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> White man has chicken tongue. Uh, quite. Well, come on, Captain. Let's get back to our seats. We can ask Bruno the Master Magician to turn his whiskey back into water for oh, you. Oh, very funny. <laughs> Adios, amigo. Adios, General. General, you've got to find a...
Mystery illness strikes again. First Clarkson, now Sanders Hardiman. Late last night, Mr. Peter Clarkson, 37, photographer to the Sanders Hardiman expedition to South America, was suddenly taken ill at his home. A few hours later, <laughs> Professor Sanders Hardiman himself was found in a coma in his bedroom. Peter Clarkson, the announcement at the theatre last night. You know, Snowy, perhaps there could be something in what Professor Calculus said yesterday. What, about taking a bus? Yes, I remember. When you remember all those Egyptologists dying in mysterious circumstances after they'd opened the tomb of the pharaoh, the same will happen to those busybodies violating the burial chamber of the Incas. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> now, who could that be? No points for guessing, Tintin. <laughs> Thompson and Thompson. Tintin. Hello, how are things? All right, yes, all right. We can't deny that we're right as ever. Quite right, quite right. To be precise, we can deny that we're ever right. Just as usual, eh? You've heard this morning's headlines. Mystery illness strikes again. Professor Sanders Hardiman. Yes, I heard it on the radio. We can't make head or tail. To be precise, we don't have a head or tail. Well, you look pretty daft if you did. I must admit, it certainly seems rather odd to me, but... Well, the chances are it's just coincidence. No, no, there's more to it than just coincidence. To be precise, we are a coincidence. But how can you be sure that there's no proof? Anyway, what is this mysterious illness? What's it like? Strictly speaking, it isn't an illness. The two explorers were found asleep. Absolutely. One at his desk and one at his... Uh, 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 desk? Uh, uh. They seem to have fallen into some kind of hypnotic sleep. To be precise... They nodded off. Perhaps they were tired. The extraordinary thing was that pieces of crystal were found close to each of the two victims. You thought of having them analysed? Uh, yes. The laboratory at headquarters is working on them right now. Are they? In that case, I'll give Dr. Simons a call, if you don't mind. Please do. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Thompson with a P, as in Philadelphia. Oh, Dr. Simons, we're just about to call you. I'm looking for your number right now. People are so impatient nowadays. But, gentlemen, oh, he... Tintin, give up. It's a lost cause. Hello. Thompson without a P, as in Venezuela. Oh, it's for you. Hello. Oh, Dr. Simons, I found your number. What? Professor Reedbuck? Found asleep in the bath? Yes, they discovered the same crystal fragments. Incredible. I say, uh, how is the analysis getting on? Absolutely no idea. You're pressing on with the test. Right. Goodbye. I can't believe it. Professor Bathtub found asleep in the weeds. No. To be precise, yes. Twice is coincidence, gentlemen. Three times is almost a cast-iron case. Quick, we must warn the other members of the expedition at once. We must get police protection for them. You don't think that they... That we... That it... Of course, there's no reason why this should stop. Gentlemen, everyone who took part in the expedition is in danger. We must save them. Absolutely. Call the police. The saga of the sleeping explorers continues. Police protection arrived too late today at the house of Professor Cantano, the fourth member of the Sanders Hardiman expedition. He was discovered already sound asleep at the bottom of his garden. Crystal fragments were again found close to the victim's body. It is believed. Five down, two to go. Minutes after the discovery of Professor Cantano, Mark Falcon of the Explorer was found unconscious in the back of a taxi. He was on his way to Scotland Yard, having telephoned them with a warning of vengeance he received in Peru. Forensic scientists have established that the glass particles found in the cab come from little crystal balls. As to the substance they contain, that is still a mystery. Crystal balls, crystal balls, no boppings into me. Oh, Quite extraordinary. Another victim. Amazing. No, I think it's a little to the left. Blistering pendulum. No, I said another victim. Here, in the newspaper, the director of the Darwin Museum, Dr. Bidge. On a ridge? A Saxon burial ground? I think not. There, read it yourself. 
simpler that way. Quite extraordinary. Have you read this? Oh, do she go? No, I'm surprised. The headlines are printed quite large. Never mind. I'll read it myself. The mystery of the crystal balls, as it is now generally known, continues to hit the front page. The latest victim, Dr. Midge, director of the Darwin Museum, was discovered yesterday asleep in his office by two Scotland Yard detectives on guard duty at the time. A moment of misunderstanding between the two... No points for guessing who they were. Oh, oh, no points for guessing who they were. You drive me mad. Indeed it is, Captain. Very sad. I'll get in there, sir. Gladly. A moment of misunderstanding allowed the attacker to deposit his sixth crystal ball on the sixth victim. Meanwhile, the police are taking full precautions to ensure the safety of the last of the seven, Professor Tarragon. Good morning, Captain. Oh, my suit. <laughs> oh, Tarragon? Is it really him? Well, well, I never... I know Tarragon. He and I were students together. You know Professor Tarragon? Uh, no, no, but I know Professor Tarragon. The expert on ancient America. Isn't he the one with the Raskaka Park mummy in his possession? Oh, no, he's most cheerful. I'll introduce you to him if you like. I like that. Above all, we must ensure his safety. Perhaps, but we'll certainly make it for dinner. Uh, would you like to go now? No, we'd like to go now. I heard that, Haddock. No. Anyone wanting to visit Professor Tarragon at a time like this must be a right herb. Here we are, gentlemen. Thundering typhoons, you can't see the road for security men. And look, a helicopter too. We've come to see Professor Tarragon. And attention and calculus. Yes. yes. Cars are not permitted beyond these gates. If you'd like to step out, I'll escort you to the house. Was that his quarter mouth? This way, gentlemen. Ah, they're certainly looking after Tarragon. Let's hope it stays that way, Captain. There's something I don't like about this place. I see, it's very hot. I think there's a storm brewing, Professor. Thank you, but I had a cup before we came. Here we are, Professor Tarragon. Here are your visitors. Mum! Mum? Splendid! Nothing like a good chinwag, what? <laughs> Hello, Hercules! He's the size of two men. And the volume of five. Well, well, dear old Cuthbert. Oh, oh, golly, he's lifted Professor Calculus clean off the ground. Now he's shaking him, if that's how he treats his friends. My dear Hercules, I brought two of my friends to meet you. Welcome, gentlemen, welcome. Oh. <sighs> Let me introduce Captain Haddock, retired from the sea. Shh, Snowy. How do you do? <laughs> Love your suit. <laughs> and this is my young friend Tintin, the famous reporter. Watch out, he's got a grip like a mango. Delighted. Likewise, Professor. <laughs> Snowy, what's the matter? What's up? What's up? I'll show you. Over here, behind the curtain. <laughs> it seems your dog has sixth sense. We should introduce Tarragon to the Custafiori. Now, gentlemen, let me introduce you to an old friend of mine. A very old friend. Meet Raskar Kapak, fresh from the tomb of the Incas! Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> now he frightened your little dog. <laughs> me frightened? <laughs> and he doesn't look very fresh to me. All bone and jewels, his knees bound to his chest, the ugliest mummy you'll ever see. But it was worth bringing him back all that way. Raskar Kapak, he who unleashes the fire of heaven! <laughs> Hey, Hercules, was that someone knocking at the door? <laughs> well, what about that? We were just talking about Raskaka Park, he who unleashes the fire of heaven, and he obliges us. It's as dark as night out there, and what a downpour. This could almost be a scene in a horror film. Tell me, <laughs> Professor, what do you make of this whole business of the crystal balls? What do I make of it? Superstitious nonsense by all their mumbo-jumbo, aren't well, I'm a tad of an expert at it, if you must know. And if you're interested, I've drafted a paper on these occult practices of ancient Peru for my amusement, you understand? Now then, where is it there? This extract should amuse you. <laughs> it's a translation of part of the inscriptions carved on the walls of Raskaka Park's tomb. You may like to read it. If you like fairy stories, right? <laughs> you because I wish it was a fairy story. That mummy gives me the creeps. Me too. I want my mummy. After many moons will come seven strangers with pale faces. They will profane the sacred dwellings of... He who unleashes the fire of heaven! Does he have to keep saying that? These vandals will carry the body of the Inca to their own far country. And it would have to be this one, of course. But the curse of the gods will be on their shadows and pursue them over land and sea. But, but, this is quite extraordinary. I know, I know, but read the next bit. It's hilarious! <laughs> Look, Mr. Mr. Kapark, I just want you to know that I had nothing to do with it. There will come a day when Raskar Kapark will bring down upon himself the cleansing fire of... <laughs> I say, the lights have gone out. Blistering barnacle, you're observant. There's no light from the window. It's almost pitch black outside. Your little doggy's frightened again. <laughs> what was that? Something's coming down the chimney. You're right, and I don't think it's Father Christmas. Quick, time for cover! Well, that was quite Goodness gracious! Great balls of fire! Is everyone okay? Ah, the lights are back on. It must have been a faulty fuse. We should have left him on the moon. Amazing. Did everyone see it? That ball of fire? Yes. But where's it gone? And what was that glass breaking just before it appeared? I, I just don't understand. Look! Raskaka Parks disappeared from his showcase! <laughs> Vaporized! Vanished into thin air, but I didn't see anything, did you? Then... Then... Then it is true! Professor Tarragon, what's the matter? Only his bracelet remained. Please, please, read the rest. The rest of my translations. There will come a day when Raskaka Park will bring down upon himself the cleansing fire. In one moment of flame, he will return to his true element. On that day, will punishment descend upon the desecrators? Perhaps. Give me a whiskey. I've desecrated nothing, Mr. Kapark. I'm half strained. The prophecy is fulfilled. Raskaka Park has gone, and I am struck down by the curse. A nurse. Want Don't give in. The house is well guarded. No. We... Don't you see? They would have heard nothing. They would have seen nothing come or go. We are dealing with forces beyond this world, beyond the realm of the rational. We are dealing with the occult. Look, 
Tintin, by Darragon's share. Pieces of crystal. The glass breaking. So that was it. It's too late. I feel it. No, no, Hercules, oh, no. Only, only you can save us now, my friends. Please, do not fail us. She's fainted by thunder. This is terrible. Hercules! Oh, it's no use, Professor. There's nothing we can do for him now. Oh, poor soul. Nothing? We must tell the police. The last of the seven has been claimed. Good morning, Captain. Morning! Sleep well? Oh, so, 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 so. Mind you, I was glad to get home here to Marlinspite last night. I wouldn't have slept a wink of poor old Darrigans. Likewise. And by the way, where's Professor Calculus? In the grounds. Didn't you see him? Said he was off dowsing. <laughs> he seemed a little preoccupied. Ruining his friend, I dare say. Yes, I'm sure. I say, Captain, do you have any idea what the Professor did with Raskarka Park's bracelet? The one left after the cleansing fire! <laughs> yes. Oh, well, the old goat was wearing it. <laughs> wearing it? Mm. Captain, I don't think that was such a good idea. What did Calculus want with that confounded bracelet, anyway? Beats me. I can smell something fishy. <laughs> Look, Captain, Snow, he's onto something. Quick, let's follow him. Oh, blistering barnacles. Why are we forever on the chase? Snowy? Snowy? <laughs> Snowy? Come here immediately. Chasing cats at a time like this, it's despicable. Well, I said I could smell something fishy. You make sure you stay by my side, boy. You're in the doghouse. So there was another wild goose chase. Cat chase? <laughs> this time I really can smell trouble. Snowy! <laughs> Stop that at once! I'll have to buy a muzzle. What's up with him? Have you been feeding him, Tintin? <laughs> you have to let me go, Tintin. This time I'm serious. Yes. <laughs> he had a full English breakfast. Oh, Half ah, but! Come on, Captain, we must save him. <laughs> Calculus! <laughs> Where is he gone? Oh, look, the grass is all trampled down and there are some broken branches. Oh, there's definitely been a fight of some sort. Oh, I think this is the case of the little dog who barked wolves. Oh, I'm sorry, Snowy. Great snakes, get down! Bandits! Ostrogoths! Send him in! Captain, get down! <laughs> My dear stalk has been ventilated. Oh, well, I never liked it anyway. Nor me. Or your suit, Captain. Then why didn't you say something? Well, I... Oh, great snakes, they're getting away! I'm with poor calculus, blistering barnacles. I thought Snowy was still going on about that cat. What a fool I am. You should know by now, Tintin, that I always mix business with pleasure. Oh, Cuthbert's been kidnapped. Thundering typhoons. We may never see him again. Not so fast, Captain. The car's a black opal and I've got the number. Oh. We must inform the police at once. It's our only hope. <laughs> Yet hope soon vanished, like Raskarka Park into thin air. The kidnappers avoided all police roadblocks by switching cars in some deserted woodland. Two frustrating days passed when Captain Haddock suddenly received an urgent police message. A car's been recovered from one of the docks at Westmouth. Really? It's time to cast off this thundering suit and recover Miss Sadersdackle. About time to. A quick change for the captain into his trusty cap, pipe, and that's, sweater. That's more like it. Off! We go! <laughs> With that, two hours later, we were at the scene of the discovery. 
It was a trawler coming in. She struck an obstacle, so we dragged the dock, and here we are. Is there any means of identification? No, nothing at all. There are no number plates, and the engine and chassis numbers have been filed off. All this because of a blistering bracelet. Anyway, we can be certain of one thing. Whoever kidnapped Professor Calculus embarked here, having first tried to get rid of the car by dumping it in the dock. Yes, yes, perhaps. Oh, uh, there is one thing. In the glove compartment, we found this piece of paper with some odd-looking symbols on. We can't make head nor tail of it. It's probably nothing. Yes, probably. Uh, Inspector, will you mind if I copied them down? Oh, be my guess. Yes, you doodle to your heart's content. Meanwhile, Guthbert's nowhere to be found. Well, what do we do now? And we're no further on. I know. Thank you, Inspector. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, let's get a taxi home, then. Oh, look over there. That liner's leaving for South America. And to think the kidnappers could be aboard with poor old calculus. Great snakes! That looks like... Yes, it is! Blistering barnacles. What the... Oh. I'm off for a drink. I think you'll find it's a dry dock. <laughs> General Alcazar. Ay, Dios de mi vida. Tintin, amigo mío. It's nice to see you, General. I, I often talk. Andor? Caramba. I go home to my own country and hang up on my knife. Music hall for me is finished. No more partner. No partner? What's happened to Chiquito? Gone. Disappeared. Three days ago, I cannot blame him. Before we came to Europe, he say he leave me one day, not to worry, not to look for him, and it is so. Three days ago? Well, well, oh. uh, tell me, is Chiquito a real Indian? Santa Madre de Dios, he is one of the last descendants of Los Incas. What? A descendant of the Incas? You're sure of that? Absolutely sure. He is pure-blooded Quechua Indian. Chiquito is just stage name. His real name is Rupak Huaco. All aboard! Caramba! I must go now. We meet again, Pera. Oh, I hope so, General. Oh, tell me, do you recognize these symbols? See, they are of the sun god, Pachacamac. Pachacamac. Thank you. Uh, goodbye, General. I do not know why you ask about Chiquito, my friend. But I tell you this... Do not cross him. The powers of the Incas come from beyond this world. Adios, amigo mio. Adios. Thundering typhoons, I knew there was something funny about that Chiquito. I mean, who in their right mind let anyone throw knives at them anyway? And he disappeared three days ago on the 12th, the same day Professor Tarragon was attacked. Well, the next day, Calculus was kidnapped. Could it just be a coincidence? No, I doubt it. Anyway, we must tell the police. They might be able to track him down. Possibly. Oh, yes, I showed General Alcazar those mysterious symbols. Yes, and what? Well, he said they represented the Inca sun god Pachacamac. Pachacamac? Blistering barnacles, the cargo ship Pachacamac. It's been going back and forth between here and Peru for donkey's years. Captain, you're a marvel. You mean Captain Marvel? <laughs> but thundering. Typhoons is probably just a coincidence. This time it's too much of a coincidence. As I see it, Calculus was kidnapped by Chiquito, a Peruvian Indian. He's aboard the Pachacamac, a Peruvian ship bound for a Peruvian port. But thundering typhoons, we must go after those gangsters at once. We must rescue him. Agreed. We'll fly to Peru as soon as we can. Now, I'm going to ring up the inspector and tell him what we've discovered. Good. I'll telephone Nesta to tell him we're leaving. He mustn't pack any suits. Oh, good. And I'll go back to Marlinspike and look after things while you're away. Come on, Snowy. We're off to Peru. 
We shall be in Kiowa well before the Pachacamac. We'll get in touch with the police there at once. And as soon as the ship arrives, we'll rescue Calculus. Oh, my boy. Put like that, it sounds simple. But you're asking us to snatch Calculus from the clutches of the supernatural. Come on, Captain. We've got a flying boat to catch it. Deep down, I knew the Captain was right. But I also knew that we'd need all the faith we had against an enemy such as ours. The battle to rescue Calculus had only just begun, for many dangers would confront us in the Prisoners of the Sun. The Seven Crystal Balls starred Richard Pierce as Tintin, Andrew Sachs as Snowy, Lionel Jeffries as Captain Haddock, Stephen Moore as Professor Calculus, and Charles Kay as the Thompson Twins with Stephen Thorne as Professor Tarragon, Linda Polan as Castafiore, and Andrew Wincott as Chiquito. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The Adventures of Tintin by Hergé are dramatised by Simon Eastwood, the music is by Roger Lim, and the programme is produced by John York. Tune in next week, same network, same time. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.